You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. We have time traveled from last week when you saw us directly to this week. We just landed here on this date. Wow, look at this. So different from where we were. Uh, what's the name of the thing that changes like the clothes that you wear? The- Our impersonator mesh. Impersonator yeah, mesh. impersonator mesh makes it look like we changed clothes before right. between yeah, sessions. Yeah, but we didn't. Yeah. Yes. So now, that we, now we can blend in with a week later. Uh, yes. So yes. nobody and, suspects and, that we're time travelers. And I will uh, remember every single thing that happened last week because we moved so quickly. So yes. oh, yeah. I won't forget anything at all. We're no, so no fresh way. from our it's last all. session. There's no way you could forget anything. What are we talking about? Well, hi. Welcome to the Game Garage, a show on the Glass Cannon Network where we play tabletop role-playing games. And we are playing a game about time travel called Time Watch by Kevin Culp and Pelgrane Press. And you should know that some of our adventure content comes from their many excellent adventure supplements, such as this one, Behind Enemy Times. Oh, I get oh, it. good title. Juicy yes, title. Behind Enemy Times. I love it. Um, we use some adventure <laughs> content from Kevin Culp, the creator himself, who has created uh, this very, very fun game for us to play today. And I have with me, as I have in the previous times, Mary Lou, Joe O'Brien, and Paula Deming. What's up, guys? What is Hello. up? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Very, very happy to be back. Uh, since I'm the the, uh, the the big shill of the network, uh, I have to remind you, Jared, that we've got a discount code for this game. Oh, yes. If people are loving it. Uh, what is it? It's just Glass Cannon, right? Just Glass Cannon in all caps. I'm, uh, and put that into the Pelgrane's website and you'll get 10% off the Time Watch merchandise. Oh, that's, that's, that's so. And if I'm not mistaken, next week, right? Mm-hmm. We're yes. going to give away an actual hard copy. We're going to give away a hardcover copy of the book. This is a big, meaty book. How many pages does this? You know what? Forgive me. How many pages does this fucker have? Yeah, can, <laughs> can I win the giveaway? Am I no, I, you I, can't. I, well, actually, maybe you can. <laughs> Three hundred. <laughs> I mean, if 392, I'm in chat- 392 fucking pages. This is a <laughs> beautiful, hard, full color hardcover. Um, everything you ever need to time travel around the table with your friends is in Time Watch by Kevin Culp and Pelgrane Press. And we'll be giving it away next week uh, so awesome. when we time travel there. Uh, shortly. <laughs> shortly. <laughs> so. Uh, we're about to get into the game. Uh, before we do, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about William Shakespeare. Uh, it looks like uh, today's oh, yes. adventure is going to deal with William Shakespeare. And Paula, it sounds like you're kind of aware of, of where, uh, as usual, Paula, the history nerd, Here was we go. aware. Here we go. You were aware of kind of where <laughs> the adventure right was going. Well, yeah. um, put, put on your nerdy uh, glasses, dork. Tell you um, about the <laughs> theories behind um, William Shakespeare and whether or not he actually wrote any of the work, or did he even leave codes within the work? 
Um, yes, there was an episode of my podcast where we God talked damn about it. Here this. we are again. Uh, Plug yeah, your we, podcast. I want to hear. This is sponsored by Paula's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear y'all's um, like discoveries because I did a project about this in college, and I want to know if like if uh, uh, if we came to the same conclusions. <laughs> well. <laughs> All I know is two academics comparing notes. Go for it. <laughs> I personally think I am a, a I think Edward DeVere, the Earl of Oxford. My, I'm an Oxfordian. I, I tend to believe that the Earl of Oxford was perhaps the one writing Shakespeare. Uh, now, right. a lot of people get mad at me about that, but that's what I think. I just am not convinced that based that, on what was written in the stories that Imagine William, getting mad about that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you will not believe. the uh, William of Stratford-upon-Avon, I just don't know that he had the education to write about the things that he's... That was written. That were written about. That's that's all I'm saying. Mm, very elitist of you, Paula. Mary Lou, your take. <laughs> so so okay. So this is wild because of who I am as a person. Um, but I took a class my freshman year called Information Theory and the Mathematical Theory of Communication. Oh. I, I did, and I did that willingly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, the first day we like went around the table and talked about what we wanted to major. And this is freshman fall, so I'm like bright and squeaky, eighteen. Um, and I and everybody's like computer science, uh, physics, uh, computer science, uh, mobile, uh, electrical engineering. And then I'm like, I don't know, English. <laughs> and so <laughs> they called me the English major for the rest Aww. of the semester. Not by my name, the English major. Um, and I failed every <laughs> single homework assignment, got like a F for a D. But then our final project was worth half of our grade, which is, was like kind of illegal, but it was fine. Um, illegal to college rule, co- college law. Um, but it was fine. College law. law. Is that so our my, next role That's our game? new TV show. Yes. We're college law, law enforcement officers. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You, you, you play, uh, you play councils defending, uh, people to the student council. <laughs> from, from plagiarism. And you yes. can't expel my client. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mary Lou. Um, Okay, and so our final project, I chose something. So I was like, if I'm the English major, then I'm the English major, baby. And I was using information theory to try and see if all of Shakespeare's works, or a research project, to see if they were written by the same person. (gasps) Basically, so I don't don't know if just on the, like, number of words used and, like, um, loss theory and all that uh, stuff I don't remember. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whether it was like written by multiple people or the same person, and I we did come to the conclusion that it was it was one person, most <gasps> likely, most likely all the works were written by one person by according William to my research by um, a person going no, no. by the name William by a pers- Yeah, that's all right. That's let's all. talk to someone with absolutely no experience in this topic whatsoever. Joe O'Brien, your theory. <laughs> Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Having read no Shakespeare. No, I I like Shakespeare, but I don't actually know about all of this, like this whole debate. So, Paula, enlighten me. I need some context. Who are the the suspects? Are you like a conspiracy theorist in this world? Are you like a radical with your approach to this? Or is somebody else more popularly thought of as William Shakespeare? 
That I don't believe it was Christopher Marlowe. I don't Marlo. believe it was Sir Francis Bacon. Some people think that. I don't. Yeah, these are the, that. these are the candidates. I I, I don't want to reveal too much because our scenario is about this today. <laughs> oh, oh uh, to some extent, to some extent. But I will say that you know when people debate uh, the authorship of Shakespeare's plays, the other the other suspects, the other candidates are Edward de Vere, that Paula's Paula's pony. And then also, uh, she's backing that horse. Yep, yeah, uh, Francis Bacon and Christopher Marlowe. Um, there, Marlowe's the are, kind of popular, popular yeah. one. People like to think he faked his death and then started writing as Shakespeare. There are even people that think that Chris. I mean, sorry, William Shakespeare may not have been a person at all. Like, yeah, yes, I've heard that a too. Pen name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've heard that and, too. And uh, you know, I've done a. Deep uh, research on all of this, uh, aka watched a few YouTube videos, and I can tell you that uh, you know it's it's open to debate. But then scholars sort of have kind of agreed on one thing, right? Paula, or no? You, you yeah, that the plays are awesome and it kind of ultimately doesn't matter because they exist and they're fucking the best. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But if yeah. you want to know more, listen to my Shakespeare Conspiracy <laughs> episode of Death by Monsters. <laughs> Death Absolutely. by Monsters. Uh, today's sponsor <laughs> of the Glass Cannon Network. I'm that chill. As long as we can just, get Paula's podcast out there, I'm happy. Yeah. And I just want everybody to know that I did get an A on that final project and an A minus oh, in the good. class. Yes. yes. Wonderful. Nice. Wonderful. Congratulations on a great round. Concerned about your GPA, honestly. It was. It was. Rough I was. Because that's the kind of student I was. I'm like, you're failing. The class has Well, I was. <laughs> Breaking out in I was failing. <laughs> I failed math twice in college, and then on the third time I went, and I ended up doing pretty well when I would go. Yeah, nice. turns out, it does make it turns out that yeah. helps. Yeah, I, it does. the thing that I always think about Shakespeare, having no knowledge of the history of it and no interest in learning any of the history of it, is I don't think, and I've heard this before from other people, but uh, I just I love to repeat it because I think it's true, and I I can't think of a better example. I don't think anyone in anything is so widely considered to be the best at that thing as William Shakespeare is in writing. Or playwriting, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I mean, it. I, I, you like, might call no him foundational, person. right? Foundational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's sort of any other discipline. The, the best of anything. There's always a more of a debate, I think, than like the best writer or playwright of all time. He's like he's got it on lockdown. I guess. Yeah. He's, I mean, that's he why. invented phrases that are just part of our everyday. Yeah. Like when you say "green with envy," you're quoting Shakespeare. Right. Whoa! Oh, I could. We should play the game because I could. I could just talk about this for two hours. Frank, I know. Yeah, so true. Like, That's really so true. Like, Green with envy. That. Catch you on the flip side. That's Shakespeare. I think. <laughs> no, that uh, is. Let's blow talk this pop hand. stand. Yeah. Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand is definitely Shakespeare. <laughs> Let's blow this popsicle stand. Gag me with a spoon. Yeah. Gag me with a spoon. That's, oh, that's All that from measure for chips. measure. Yep. Yeah. All that in a bag of chips. 
<laughs> that was that was from but a thriller, really, right? So he meant yeah, French fries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Clearly, mm-hmm. clearly the greatest writer of all time. Um, well, now that we have uh, handled all that, uh, shall we hop in to the game with a brief recap? Yes, yes. please. Well, let's see how brief I can make it. This is a game about time travel, and our agents are Dakota Blaze from the uh, year 1900, a Wild West showgirl. Yeah. Uh, not showgirl, showman. Uh, showman. Showgirl has different connotations. I get what you meant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Novelty yeah. sharpshooter. Yeah. Imogene Dupree, a flapper and spy from the 1920s, and Captain Oswald Pate, a uh, lost explorer from the 1840s looking for the Northwest Passage. They were all recruited into the time travel organization Time Watch to save the time stream from deviations that are created by time saboteurs, often alien influences on the time stream, such as the strange cockroach aliens they uh, encountered uh, earlier in our game. Now they're dealing with something completely different. They went back to the year 1700, where for some reason it was a deviation from the time stream. Britain had conquered France. The strangest part about this is that when they investigated, they saw that the people from England were not speaking English. They were speaking some sort of foreign uh, and alien language. Our friend Captain Pate, played by Joe O'Brien, listened to it a little too carefully and now has a skill in the language. The the language is called Tapek, and he has a skill of one point in that language and seems to be able to understand it and access it in strange ways occasionally. Our three agents continue to investigate, and they found that this definitely spread from England sometime in the previous century, so they traveled back to the English Civil War and learned that it had been fought between people who spoke the language of Tapek and people who had not. That is not originally how the English Civil War obviously went down. (laughs) They investigated in now Oxford. That's a deviation from the That is a deviation. <laughs> they invest- investigated in Oxford, England, and they found that uh, a couple years previous, uh, a couple decades previous, rather, the entire university staff of Oxford was all obsessed with William Shakespeare's plays and had start to had started to become obsessed with it and began uh, only diving into that as the sole purpose of their university. And therefore, it is very likely that wherever this strange language is coming from, it is somehow derived from William Shakespeare. So I place you back where we left you last time on a uh, green sloping hillside in Oxford, England. I believe the year was like something like 1620 uh, when we last left our heroes because they had traveled back from the 1640s when uh, the Civil War had been occurring. Uh, And you've just spoken to an Oxford Don or an Oxford student who told you that they were, uh, you know, investigating the Bard, that they were a cryptographic... uh, hidden messages in the bard and they had, they had found fascinating new applications of the English language in his work. And you know, now that Shakespeare is somehow part of the problem. And so I ask you, please take this time to talk amongst the, the agents, figure out what your next course of action will be. And we'll move on from there. Birds chirp on the hillside. It's a beautiful spring day. Go. Uh, we got sorry one more time we got we're yes. right outside of Oxford right now that's, that's where right. we got left yeah. right this is where we found this break in the case so to speak okay yes and this guy's like on his way to a lecture about the yeah. 
a lecture by one of the leading uh, scholars in this movement. So part of me, part of me wants to go listen because they're not speaking Tapec yet. Um, so, oh, I shouldn't even say that word. Don't even right? say it. And also, I remember actually, and also uh, looked at my notes. You're in the year 1640 because before, when you were looking at the effects of the Civil War, you were in 1650. So you are I in 1640. I wrote down 1642, but I didn't want to correct you because yes. I assumed I was wrong. And so I'm glad to know that I was let correct. not wrong. You were correct. 1642. <laughs> Thank you. Paula's like the student who's like, I'm, excuse me. Uh, you I assigned think- us homework? Yes. You forgot to ask for the homework. I believe oh. that's incorrect and I should be teaching this class. <laughs> I was happy to go with it. I was like, yeah, cool, 1620. You know yeah. better than me. You're I reserve charge. the right to change anything on the drop of a hat. Time is fluid. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, my two ideas... We go and listen to this lecture, see at least who this scholar is, because that would be good to know. And then my second idea, and we don't have to do this now, but I do know that he was called the Bard of Avon or something like that. We can go to maybe where he was supposed to be from, see if he's around. Yeah, we could, uh, it's, uh, Stratford-upon-Avon, I think, and so we could, we could go there and see. Is he still alive? No, not, not in 1642, no. Oh. He's been dead for well, 30 yeah, years. Mm-hmm. If, I guess the question is, has his, well, my question is, has his text been tampered with, or did he write this, or was he tampered with and he actually wrote it in, and we don't know. Well, know. both of those things we will not find out from staying here. He's Let's around. go to the lecture. Let's yeah, go to the lecture, the lecture but our, remember, there is certain dangers. Yeah, well, I if we have our earplugs in and we can't hear anything they're saying, what's the point of being at the lecture? Well, um, if they start speaking in the language that shall not be spoken, we can allow, just run. We can put them in, you know? And we run away. Or run, yeah, that's also good. We could, yes. Okay, let's go. Let's try it out. Uh, wow. Let's go to the lecture. Very good. Um, you uh, you fall in with throngs of people that are all heading to uh, you know one of the uh, collegiate houses here on the grounds of Oxford University. And when you enter, you see that the lecture hall is filling, and it is just as the student told you. the uh, The university is now letting people into its doors that have not technically been admitted um there are some there are a few peasants here there are some there are some women which would have been uh which would have raised an eyebrow uh and uh everybody is getting ready to hear um this uh learned scholar and he is by the way wearing the uh robes of a scholar uh of of the 1640s uh uh, and he has like a kind of a, a puffy little cap uh, and he he has a great uh, hanging jowls, and you're not sure who he is, but he looks like a learned man. Um, and uh, uh, other professors seem to be lined up in the front rows um, of of this lecture hall. Um, are you are you going to just l- listen with your earplugs out, or what are you going to do? 
I kind of, I kind of want to like sit right behind those other professors and see yeah. if we can eavesdrop on their conversations. Um, I'm gonna have my earplugs out for the moment All right. yes. until I hear the very first word of that black tongue, and then I'm putting them right in. I think just to have some balance here, I'm gonna put my earplugs in just in case, but I want to study. My uh, the lecturer. I just want to watch his movements uh, using my uh, my knowledge of falsehood detection, just to be able to see if, based on like his mannerisms and his movements, can I detect anything that seems non-human about him, or does he seem to be what he is presenting himself to be? Your falsehood detection detects nothing but um, sincere enthusiasm from this uh, from this uh, professor. Right. Who begins so, speaking okay. uh, and says, We now know in this modern age that the greatest writer of any era, of any country, in the whole history of mankind is the great bard William Shakespeare, as evidenced by the folios printed of his work in ten, some 20 years hence. These plays, although quite amusing in their own right uh, have uh, an extra layer of genius the bard has somehow unlocked a hidden depth to the English language that we heretofore were unaware of and as one learns the key words within this hidden language one's mind opens to new vistas of possibility and the cosmos becomes clearer to the interpreter and translator. The first instance of this... Uh, I'm going to um, send them a text message as this is happening. I'm going to pull out my tether and I'm going to send send a little text message through our uh, not Apple-branded uh, devices here. Uh-huh. Uh, just saying, um, new idea when we're done here. Go to when the first folio was being printed. See if that's when it was tampered with. Send. As I read that, I'm stuffing in my earplugs. Yeah, I'm also stuffing in my earplugs. Can Um, I use spying? I would like to use my spying to read uh, the lips. Oh, Oh, interesting. Uh, And I I I love that use of that. Okay. Well, go ahead and go in another direction. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt Joe. What was your plan, Stan? I think I'm going to cause a scene. (laughs) (laughs) I think... (laughs) I think... I'm sitting right next to Imogene, right? Like behind these yeah. professors. And we haven't had a chance to talk to them or overhear anything they're saying. And he just starts this presentation. And uh, by means of a test of this and him being British and him being a lover of mm. William Shakespeare and all of his work and having read it extensively. A reader, uh, more, yeah. more than I have, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think, so he just, you see his, his like b- large form just stand up next to you and he's like I disagree with you sir like calls it out in, in this like uh, auditorium in front of all these these people <gasps> I believe what you're looking at there is nothing more than gibberish William Shakespeare is of course a talented writer but these hidden words you speak of they're not the English language at all it's a bunch of nonsense which makes you think it unlocks any potential 
Now, now, there's a huge commotion. Huge commotion. People are <gasps> scandalized that you would have interrupted. Uh, and uh, some of the, the rabble, some of the commoners are, are calling, you know, shouting at you and uh, uh, ridiculing you. And finally, the Oxford Don says, now, now, calm down, calm down. Uh, new innovations always cause fear among those that do not understand them. But we live in a modern era where we can accept new ideas. This is the 1640s, by God. (laughs) (laughs) To one who would say to me, excuse me, do you have something in your ears, sir? Don't change the subject. Do not try to uh, confuse and obfuscate these these fine people that are trying to learn from you. First of all, I'd like to know, what about this makes you think it is a great work of English at all? What is your uh, your particular area how, of focus, how Professor? How can we debate when you will not when you will not hear me, sir? How do you even know what I'm I, saying right now? I I I have hearing problems. It hurts me very much. Uh, loud noises. Well, and when then I, I shall speak as softly as I can, and he'll pull out the earplugs. <laughs> to one who would come to me and say that these works do not contain hidden meanings that open the vistas of the cosmos to us, I would simply say, Visseldinks, rat non erlat. <laughs> Make a chrono, chronal stability oh. roll as he oh. Uh, oh. just says oh. an entire sentence you. to you. In shit. Uh, okay, so I believe this is going mm-hmm. back to last week. Now, since we just time traveled here, we would remember this uh, easily, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I get a plus one bonus from Dakota on my next chronal stability check. Isn't that right? Does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, have a note I, I did some here. medical expertise to give you some like mental shielding, I think, a little bit. I think it's right. just my next chronal stability check. So um, I am going to take that, and I'll spend a point. Ugh. And I will get a plus two on this, and now I'm hoping Ooh, for the die roll. You, you spent a stitch, right? No. Do I need to? Can I spend chronal stability for a oh, chronal stability roll? I understand. Roll? I understand. Of course you may. Yes, you. Of yeah, course I you spent may. one from my pool, uh, so I risk like losing my chronal stability over the course of the yes. adventure if I don't. So I'm going to roll it. Roll it. Uh, I got a three, so that's a five. A five. A five uh, is enough in this particular okay. case. Uh, and um, after he says that, uh, a lot of other people are like piping up in the language. Uh, specifically, people just in the crowd, like all over. Mainly the students and the other professors. Uh, okay. And so they're all speaking loud uh, or you know in this odd language. I stand um, up. I see what's going on. I pull out my earplugs and I just go, fire! There's a fire! Everybody go! There's a fire right here! Fire! fire! And start fire! trying to like push people fire! and get them to scatter. There's a fire! Somewhere I heard it. Because I don't want anyone to hear this. I don't want them to get brainwashed. Okay, uh, very good. Um, are you using any particular skill? I'll use... Um, uh, y- yeah, I'll use... Uh, ooh, 
I'm not is, sure which of my interpersonals are the best for this. Would do you have intimidation? Yeah, well, you know what's I don't interesting have intimidation, is interpersonals have... are investigative abilities, so they they give you clues. Oh, so, so this would be a general ability. Then. Well, yes. it, it, it it probably would be, yeah. And um, I don't know exactly which one would apply here. Um, why don't we <laughs> what just? About, she has a zero in unobtrusiveness, and that she's true. trying to be obtrusive. I'm trying to cause a scene. I'm going to tell you what happens. I think I <laughs> I know what happens based on everything we've just gone over here, which is that he finally goes. Huh, these Philistines refuse to learn. Oh, uh, the great wisdom imparted by William Shakespeare. Get them out of here. Me. And now people are all, like, uh, trying to help get you out of the lecture hall. Um, in fact, there's uh, right now, oh, like 11 people grabbing onto Captain Pate. Okay, so he's going to, yeah, he's not going to fight. And he's going to say to Imogene, like, let's just go. Let's just go. Yeah. And he'll go, fine, fine. I'll leave. I'll leave. It's fine. Uh, and he's not trying to fight anybody, and he's letting them walk him out. Uh, and he'll he'll get outside without a scuffle if 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 you'll allow it. Um, they are not scuffling with you. No, uh, they okay. toss you out uh, on your ear, and they're like, "Let that be a lesson to you. When your betters is talking, you listen to them." All right. I, uh, just for the record, I don't really like the use of betters. Um, I don't think anybody is better than anyone else, but you'll get to that later in a few centuries. Um, <laughs> um, the bar right. makes us all equal, but you won't listen. And he oh, walks boy. back in. Okay, so uh, that did not go. That did not go no. as well as I thought it would. I'm sorry. I, I really just, thought I lost they my would cool. scatter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made it worse. No, no you didn't, Dakota. Out. You helped us get... Well, thank God. He was going to say more of those words. And, and Captain, did you did you hear them? Are you all right? How's your, how's your brain? Hear what? What are you talking about? I, I didn't hear anything. Oh. They haven't been using the language yet, right? Um... Oh, yeah, they we definitely did. We need to go back did. to a time when they, are, when they do use the language. That's what mm, I saw. Oh, Captain, okay, I need you to listen to me real good. You know, you're you're the you're the boss, and you know that we we follow you no matter what. But I'm going to be totally a hundred percent honest with you right now. I think you're starting to crack up because they were definitely using that language, um, and you don't seem to be able to know that anymore. So we got to keep an eye on you. Do you yeah. understand? How are you feeling? How are both of you feeling? With, I your, with feel. your sense of self. Okay, my chronostability is low, which is uh, <laughs> making me feel a little, a little, a little, you know, <laughs> uh, anxious, we'll say. Well, um, <laughs> but I have no active threats upon my personhood um, at this moment. And so I am, I am just letting you know, Captain that we are perhaps not as stable as we usually are and as we like to be. So we need to tread carefully over the next few jobs. Perhaps you're right. I feel fantastic. And I... But I always feel pretty terrible. So yes, something is wrong. It does seem like... My my usual usual aches and pains are not there. Really? So you're feeling like a physical... 
Ooh. Yes, I, f I feel emboldened. I feel strengthened. I feel like we could take them all on right now if we needed to. At this moment, Ooh. I'm going to, if I can, I'd like to. I have two points of reality anchor, and I'd like to spend one for each of them. And I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna uh, look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab Captain Peyton and say, "Listen to me, man. You are sad. You regret." That you law I know about your crew and you regret you didn't go down in the ship with them. And it is a thing that eats you alive every day. Remember that feeling. And then I'll turn to Imogene and say, You are badass. You are a spy. You know how to charm people. You are from 1920. Your name is Emma Jean. All right? So look at us. Feel who you really are inside. And I'm sorry that one of you is cool and one of you is sad, but that's just reality. We need to go back <laughs> further. We need to go back to when this text got mangled with. And I don't know if it was in the printing or in the writing, but hold on to yourselves. I got us. I'll hold us together. Me, Dakota Blaze. <laughs> and they get, uh, if that was inspiring enough, uh, they'll get. Oh, hell I think yeah, they each it was. Get two points of kernel stability for my one point of reality anchor spent. <laughs> and I amazing. would like to give you a stitch. Please, please oh, take yes. a stitch. Well, because, come on, saying that he lost his crew and everything, making him miserable again is the key to breaking this spell. He was finally yeah. feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you can't get lost in that. That was great. So, Awesome I currently job. have three stitches, so I would like to spend one to be able to fill my tank back to be able to accept this one. Now, can I do that to refill my reality anchor that I've just spent? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. you can by yes. the book, yeah. Okay, so I am going to get back my two points of reality anchor with one of those stitches, which knocks me down to two stitches, but Joe is handing me out a stitch, so I have three again. Nice. There you go. Nice. That, that I will that all I'm going to try and spin my stitches more so I'm not. I need to take better hoarding advantage them. of them. Yeah, I'm hoarding my stitches. So Dakota gives you a, a, a pep talk out there outside of the university, uh, and you uh, you find your grip on reality tightening a little more before you inevitably have to travel again. And so uh, it's, at least that seems to be the direction you're headed. Yeah. Where do we, um, what do you Yes, think now the about? only question is where. We could go to where the pamphlets are printed, right? But let's think about the realities where? of the <laughs> Only question now is when. Well, the realities <laughs> of the situation are what? We know that they show up in the pamphlets. It could have yeah. been before or it could have been during that printing. If we've traveled back only to the pamphlets though, we'll only know that they're not there. It seems like we would just be skipping back and back again. If we just go back to Shakespeare and find out if he's doing it or not, we'll know more f to affect the future. Yeah. I we? think I, I think I agree with you, Captain. I think we gotta go to the, uh, as far as we know, the horse is straight to the horse's mouth, and that horse is William Shakespeare. Yes, do we All know right. a place where we could find him? A place where we know he'll be at a certain time, a certain the date? The Old Globe! The Globe the Theater, globe. certainly. Yes. Uh, if you wanted to travel back, if you wanted to travel back, your contemporary history tells you if you wanted to travel back to before he did any of this, because you're trying to stop it, right? And, and yeah. make he as, and make as few time travel trips yeah. as possible, then you'd want to yeah. hit him, hit him, uh, find him around 1593 
because uh, at that time he hasn't really written any of his great plays yet. He's just getting started. So you'd be able to catch him as he's writing his first plays. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, so then let's go there. The Globe Theater at that time, at fif- uh, 1593. There is no Globe Theater in 1593. Uh, it hasn't oh. been built yet, but you could uh, you could look at your tether and find out where he specifically was supposed to have been lodging at the time. Do you do that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. You find that at the time, Shakespeare, a man in his 30s, uh, was living in a, a family's house uh, with rented rooms, um, and that he was uh, in the lodging house uh, of the. Um, it wasn't a lodging house, but he was in the house of the Montjoy family. Um, so uh, you travel back to London, to uh, I believe it's called Silver Street, to the home of the Montjoy family, and soon you are standing before a grand. Elizabethan Manor House on a uh, busy street in London. Oh, but ah, uh, you must make travel tests. Let me see those travel I think tests. I'm going to oh, spin baby. one of my stitches to avoid taking the test. Yeah. That's a good idea. So that I can there you stay go. as now stable as playing. possible on behalf of everybody else. I'm also, I'm going to spend my last stitch to not make a test. Hmm. I think that's Smart. That's wise. Uh, I am going to roll, and I'm just going to – I'm not going to spend any points. I'm just going to roll. Uh, oh, and I rolled a one. Mm, so lose I lose one stability. point. Two chrono stability? That's you right. Lose, it is two. You lose two. So the two I just so got that back. Talk. All right. It's all right. He still has some buffer room here. He's, <laughs> he's usually pretty stable, and uh, Dakota's talking to was perfect. And I have – I also have two points of reality anchor for, for my teammates. So – uh, and you definitely you get more when you spin them for other people, so we'll keep an eye out for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you are okay. back. You are back in London. You are on Silver Street in front of the Manor House of the Montjoy family. This is where Shakespeare made his home during these early years when he was getting started writing his plays. And I will tell you that um, you've gone back, and it is spring. In London, um, and it is dark. You've uh, somehow arrived at like midnight, and there's a light rain falling. Uh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yuck. Well, does it look like anyone's awake? Is there like a candle lit in a window or anything, or does it look pretty pretty dead inside that house? Yeah. Do you do you kind of walk around the house and see what's up? Yeah, I will. Maybe some of my architecture. There's a candle burning in one window. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. It, the, your architectural knowledge does come into play. You figure out where Shakespeare's rooms would have been, and you identify that the lit window is, in fact, Shakespeare's. There's a candle burning in that window. Um, I am... Uh, I think with my unobtrusiveness, uh, can we can we get to that room without waking the rest of the house? I think that's great. Why don't you give me a roll? Okay, this, I'm, I'm this, not is, this s- is not that hard for you, uh, Imogene, but I just want to see uh, what kind of impression you're going to make on the Great Bard uh, with your arrival. Okay, I'm not going to spend any points with this one. I'm just going to yeah, roll. That feels right. I got a three. Uh, and that's enough for this particular roll. So oh, nice. You, uh, you climb up 
toward his balcony. Uh, you're kind of uh, right under his balcony. And you can climb up the vines here to climb say, onto the balcony where his window is. Very Romeo! Say, but soft, what light from yonder window breaks? Yes, say yes. that. He you either win- knows it or he's gonna know it. The window opens uh, and uh, uh, like a, a, a guy in his 30s who's gone bald prematurely uh, and who has like kind of a like a I, I would describe it as an unfortunate goatee uh, <laughs> sticks his head out and is like what hello who's out there and what was that you just said but soft what light through yonder window breaks that's good that's good uh, write it down. pulls out some papers and writes it jots it down really quick with a quill I look at the others. I go, "Don't tell Time Watch I did that." No way, no um, way. Because that's he, a really good line. He, he walks out onto man. the balcony and looks down at you, and it's like, "Who are you? What are you doing here?" We are friends. We're fans, actually. We're fans. Yeah. Um. And fans. I'm using my charm. I'm using my charm. Uh, we're fans of your work as a playwright. Uh, well. How can you be familiar with my work? I've I've only done a few things. I And we've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well. Ha. Ah, yeah. Would you like to come up? It just so happens I'm we working would. on a new piece right now. <laughs> oh, oh, which uh, what is it called? Uh this um this is a history. Uh Henry the 6th. Yes. <gasps> oh. How wonderful. Yes, it requires um, a lot of research. You have to know a lot about history. Sure, sure. I'm familiar. Um, yeah, we'd love to come in and maybe say hi and come in, chat come a little in. bit. Yeah, sh- certainly. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, gee, thanks. Let me help you up here. <laughs> Normally, don't get visitors like this. Although, if you went traipsing through the house at this hour, the Montroys would. Oh, they would have my hide. Come in, come in. Uh, oh, you have friends oh. with you. You have a friend. I, I, I have, I have two friends. If that's okay. Hi. Um, Hello. This is, is Hello. my sis- sister and my father. We are actors, and we love your work. Yeah. And that's why we wanted to meet you and get to know you. And that is Thras Magitum. That is fantastic. Yes. Um, Come in. Wait. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Sure. So why would the Montjoys have your hide? Are they, like, tough or whatever? Like, what's their deal? Well, I... <laughs> I rent the house from I rent the rooms from them so oh. I must respect their sleep uh, we are lords. Of course, <laughs> I get it. I'm up all night writing uh, I'm sorry to interrupt did you just say a made up word what word did you just say <laughs> I'm sorry what do you transmagative is that did you say what did I mishear you I got uh I don't believe I said anything of the sort did I get your names uh my name is uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. And I'm and I'm James. And I'm Juliet. Juliet, <laughs> a beautiful name. Oh, a thanks. Truly beautiful name. <laughs> well, um, yes, as did, I said, uh, I'm did working he on. Say a weird word. Did Paula the player yes. miss here, or did no. is okay? No, so I'm just making on. sure keep that going. Keep doing I'm what not you're crazy. Doing. Cool. Okay. 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 Good. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
Is Jared infected by this thing? Oh, no. <laughs> Would my well, now I can't tell if you're if you're using Tapec or if you're uh, just don't know how to say words right. Well, yeah, right. I wanted to see, and I don't know what I would use other than maybe my trivia. Maybe Dakota knows a little bit about like just some Shakespearean trivia, and I feel like one could justify. Trivia knowing some of the phrases that were words and phrases that were created by Shakespeare. And is one of these, does this feel like something that he is just saying because he's a weirdo and he makes up words? Or does this feel, based on my trivia knowledge of the kinds of things he made up, does this feel like Tapek? This feels like Tapek. <gasps> Got it. Uh, let he me doesn't ask even you, know. Um, okay. Mr. Shakespeare. Like we said, we are... Softly, softly. So sorry. We are actors, and we're always looking for opportunities, and they say, you know, get uh, get to know the playwright before they're famous, and we just feel that you are up and coming. You've only done small bits of work, but... You're actors, eh? Are the, all three of you? Yes, I, well, I'm sorry. Well, yes, yes, we know that women aren't allowed to be actors. <laughs> well, we uh, just dress up as men... Dressing up as women, though. You know what I mean? Yes, so we like to pretend like we're young boys. Yeah. A woman yeah. dressed as a man. I know. And then he writes crazy. a bunch of stuff down. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's a, it, it's a regular case of mistaken identity. <laughs> um, but I, uh, and we were a theater troupe, essentially. Yeah. Well, a delessidade needs to know how to properly craft uh, an illusion, don't they? Of course. Can I, I'm gonna just push my earplugs in and can I spend a point of notice this might be wasted but if it's something's here I want to know I want to just notice in the room if there's anything that feels like it is the source of him having been influenced by Tapek like are there is there any written material or anything that feels like, oh, this is where he got it from? Or there's nothing and we need to jump back further. There's writing everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you realize not only is some of it in a different hand, you see two mugs on the desk. Someone has oh. been working with him. Oh, uh, I mean, this is so crazy. Um, do you have a a writing partner, perhaps? Uh, oh, me? No, no. Uh, all of my works are, of course, completely conceived out of my own mind. Um, it's a lonely, it's a lonely job. It's a lonely job, but someone has hot? to do it. Are the mugs hot? Uh, they are not hot. Okay, not still warm. Okay, not still warm. It's a lo- yeah, right, and it's a real lonely job, especially at midnight. Yes. Uh, do you? Yes. Do you? Of course, you don't have a writing partner. Of course, it comes totally from you. But uh, you know, as a collaborative group, we love to hear. You know, would love some tips. Um, is there anybody that you sound your ideas off of? Perhaps the Lord or the Lady of the House? Not really. No. No. I. I'm afraid it's just me and the Muse. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Well, it's been very nice talking to all of you, but it is quite late, and I do have to get this done. So, um, we will leave you. Perhaps you'd like me to sign something for you. May I ask, what is it that you're working on? 
What As is I told play? you, it's a historical play about the great oh, Henry King Henry VI. Yes. Yes. And um, uh, do you know anyone from the court of Henry VI or, or anyone who uh, tells stories that would pass down from that time? I'm just curious how one would know of the inner workings of the royal court in, in, that, uh, in that era. It, it has always fascinated me. And he's really laying on his, like, high society here, um, mm. making his accent sound very aristocratic and just trying to uh, talk like one aristocrat to another about the inner workings of the royal court and how would one know anything that happens there. He's using high society, isn't he? Uh, that's what I was thinking. High yeah. society. Uh, all I've got to work with is high society or authority, which I'm not really telling him to demanding anything. So I think high society. And if you say that doesn't work, I'm totally down with that. Um, he says, uh, well, I have these histories that I work with and he, um, pulls out some books that yeah. tell, you know, lineages of the court. And, um, I, I mean, they're very, you look through them and they're very dense. They're like histories. Uh, and he says, but uh, I am an artist and sometimes one's Trelvar Brigade must, uh, go in lieu of true information. Mustn't it? Well, you know, uh, Mr. Shakespeare, I think you're absolutely right that we have taken enough of your time. Um, Come, my daughters, let us give the man some uh, space to work and to rest. And he's looking at you like, let's get out of here right now. Um, as as we- you all are leaving, he uh, touches your shoulder, uh, Pate, as the ladies are he kind of He whips like around leaving. and puts him in a headlock. No. <laughs> and he goes, you understand, I can tell the inspiration that grips me. Yes, it is. Intoxicating, is it not? And you see a really, uh, like a kind of a marked twinkle in one of his eyes. It really kind of like <laughs> pulses as he looks at you. I know, I know what it is you feel. It is that that drew me to you. You must, if you finish the play, you must give us a chance. I would love to play King Henry. Certainly, uh, Richard and the others uh, could audition you, see if you have the stuff. I'm not promising any large roles, of course, but we'd be willing to hear you. Well, thank you. That's very kind. And he kind of eases out of the touch and, like, tries to get out of there. But he is definitely torn. Like, he's drawn in. He also... I Like, I wonder if he ever visited the time of Shakespeare before just for shits and gigs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're time watch, like, can't you just go sometimes and check this shit out? Like, I don't know. Certainly, would time be watch a big allows, Shakespeare fan. Time watch allows its agents to take vacations into the past, but they must be careful to take them in extreme anonymity. And often yeah. they're encouraged to go to uninhabited places if possible. So I, in my, uh, in my idea of this, he has gone to the globe. He has seen shows at the globe. Why wouldn't he? And he has met William Shakespeare. And he just knows that something is different about this one at this moment. And it's really creeping him out. But he's also so drawn in by the, the charisma of the bard, right? It's, and it's, it's just intoxicating. So yeah, he's pulled in two directions as he tries to force himself to leave. At this point, uh, Dakota, you know, about to get leave and go back out on the balcony, 
stops and pauses for a moment, turns back around abruptly, busts back into the room and goes, you know what? I don't think you do have a muse. If you had a muse, how did you get it? Where did you meet it? What do they look like? How do they talk to you? I don't think it actually exists. Taunt. I am going to use my taunt. And taunt. I, yeah. <laughs> taunt. Amazing. Brilliant taunt. She's very precocious. I'm sorry. Look, oh, you obviously have a point you're trying to get to. So why don't you get to it, you if, upstart young lady? If this muse is real, you'll tell me how you found them. I found the muse through the sweat of my brow, through hard work with, I mean, on my own. And I know that. And then he starts, uh, he starts talking in the gibberish tongue for a yeah. moment. And, uh, let's see, you, you used taunt, so you should get some sort of clue from this. Um, in the middle of the gibberish, he drops, uh, you hear Marlowe. I go, I hear it, I go, thank you, and I... But, I'm- before, before that... <laughs> I knew it. You everybody earned it, is, Paula. You, you earned, earned it. it. Uh, you must make a chronal stability test. <laughs> and is it all of us at this point, since we've heard I think bunch? all of you, except Mary yeah. Lou sounded like her character was exiting, but you were there. You came back in with, with uh, Dakota. I yeah. did. I yeah. said sorry about my sister. Ah, okay. Ah, a two. I rolled a three. Okay. I rolled a one. Oh, we're bad. Oh no. Okay. Um, Dakota and Imogene each get a Tapex score of one under their interpersonal oh. abilities. Oh, this no. allows okay. you to understand Tapex. Uh, you can kind of know what someone means when they use it. Unfortunately, Captain Pate, you get a Tapex score, it goes up to two, and if you felt good earlier, you feel absolutely fantastic now. You um, feel completely on the same wavelength as William Shakespeare. Like, it's almost like he doesn't even need to talk. Like, you know what his next word will be. And you understood every word that came out of his mouth. And it was somehow more eloquent than anything he ever wrote. He talked about how uh, energy becomes ideas and how they are part of the same substance. And it's such a beautiful concept to you that you find yourself absolutely enthralled. Oh my God! He's starting Scientology. This is this is astounding. In the fifteen nineties, that all of our players have become infected. We're going to take a brief ad break. Oh, come on with this! Dardot Mark Liebart Nitzik Ardedit, and we'll be back right after our sponsors say a few words. In tape back. See you in a minute. We're back in Elizabethan England where our team has just interviewed William Shakespeare and had their minds blown by him. Uh. <laughs> Not in a good yeah, way. True. Not in a good way. way. In um, a very bad way. You are escaping his lodgings uh, out back out onto the cobbled streets 
uh, the, the, the close uh, buildings of Elizabethan London. Uh, this is before the Great Fire of 1666, which does that even happen in this timeline? So uh, the buildings are all really close, and they kind of hang over you. The drizzle has stopped, but it is dark, and there's not uh, there's no light on the street. Uh, what do you do next? I think okay, we need to so Marlowe, that didn't go very well. Um, so he's no. already been infected, just like us now, I guess. Yeah. Look, I just oh, want yeah. to say something. You may not no, it, like it. Do not but, speak that language. No, 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 no. I, I would never. Look. I'm ready to punch spent, him in the face just in case he does. I think we have all spent the better part of our lives protecting the timeline. With good cause. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, this, this language he speaks... Sure, it has the English overrunning the French, but the French were never much good for anything anyway. The question Mm -hmm. is, could it make a better timeline? I rear back and I wallop him right in the face. I punch him right in the face. You punch Captain Payne in the face? I punch him in the face. Oh, Dakota! Captain Payne, remember... On our last trip, and I said, maybe it's better. Is it wrong of us to let to take JFK and put him in the timeline where he's going to get his he- back of his head blown out? And you said, this is what we have to do. And I said, you're right. You said that. You said that, Captain. You said that, Captain Pate. You said that. That's right. Thank you, Imogene, for backing me up. Now listen to yourself. This is not the timeline we want. I know we're all feeling a little bit infected by this language, okay? But it's bad. It's like a fever, okay? It's raising the temperature of our body, and so we're feeling like we can fight, like we can, like we can take on the world, but it's an infection, okay? We've seen its effects all over the timeline. They're kidnapping French peasants. They're dragging them into churches. They're brainwashing them. You saw it, and I did too. So now, yes. Captain, you're really starting to cheese me off. Because you're jeopardizing our mission. You're right. You're right. I just... I just wondered if maybe it was a secret to unlocking some human potential. It's not. I, look, I know if it was, why would regret, we be here? This isn't going to help you. Yeah, we wouldn't be here. This would be the real timeline if this was some great secret we all needed, but it's We're not. What's so great about the real timeline, anyway? What's so great about it? Okay, look. Well, I know bad stuff happened to you, but that's also what led you to us, right? And we're pretty good, aren't we? Yep. You're the greatest things that ever happened to me. That's right. You- I'll turn on my charm a little bit now. That's right, we are. And you're pretty good for us, too, Captain Pate. So don't throw away the crew you have. Yeah. For, for an idea of the crew that you lost. We're here yeah. right now. We oh, have a job good. to do. We have a job to do, Captain. I want to give Mary Lou a stitch for that line because that made me feel something. <laughs> I got teary-eyed. That so, was a really good line. That's great. Give her a stitch, and then I want, okay. um, and then I want everybody to make an unobtrusiveness test. Oh, oh no! Because sh- I yeah, can't. I did I shout, and I was like, "We're not test. private." Shoot! 
in I have this, no point well, in this it. game, actually, when you are trying to notice something, see something uh, with your general abilities, uh, you use the general ability that would be used to hide it. So, in other words, if someone is being unobtrusive, you use unobtrusiveness to see them with a general ability. Mm. So let's see how that goes. Uh, okay. I will. I'm going to spend two points on this. Okay. Uh, and I rolled a five for a seven. I rolled a six. Um, you, um, you both see Nats William it. Shakespeare uh, kind of exiting out the front of the house and um, running down the street to go somewhere. Okay, we'll talk about this later. Follow that bard. <laughs> Run off nice. after. Uh, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll go off after him. He, he snaps back into it, uh, back on the mission, and we'll follow William Shakespeare. Uh, very good. Um, Which I've never him. said in a role-playing game before. <laughs> yes. You follow <laughs> him to the... the by Time Watch. <laughs> you follow him to the carriage house of the Montjoy house, and uh, he grabs a horse and is about to take off on a horse. Shit. Okay, can uh, we steal... Do they have three more horses? <laughs> Um, Do we know see. where the Marlowe residence is? Uh, your tether might tell you that. Yeah. Okay. If there's just one horse, I'll go. At, I'll follow him, and y'all go get Marlowe. We'll just have well, to split up. He's probably going. To, he's probably headed straight to Marlowe's. Right. right. I'm wondering if we can just jump there. Ten minutes ago. If there's no horses, and there are no horses, there's no horses. There's there horses? horses, but there are only there are only two horses. Right, and uh, I will say, you know, you would have to be—you would have to make a very difficult unobtrusiveness test to follow someone on horseback and not be noticed. I can't do that. Okay, well, if he's going to warn Marlowe about us right now, is there even any—is there any point of going to Marlowe's right now? Should we go to Marlowe's a year ago, a, a ten years ago, to see, you know? Uh, well, if we can stop this, we know it's Marlowe. We know Marlowe is the source of this inspiration, or the muse, or or he's part of this. I think we could get in. I think we could get just a bit more information if we see his interaction with Marlowe. Imogene, you take the horse. Go follow him. Just one. If he sees you, it won't matter. You could put on uh, any sort of face, make him think you're anyone. Uh, okay, Dakota, you and I, let's jump to the house. See if that's where he's going. Otherwise, stay in communication, Imogene, and we'll meet up. Okay, okay. great. All right. I'm going to screw my earplugs in really tight, and I'm going to try and steal horse and follow, and I'll spend, I'll roll an unobtrusiveness to try and do that. Okay. Uh, here you go. Uh, give me an uh, unobtrusiveness roll. Okay, I'm going to spend two points. Okay. So I still have two left. Um, gosh, okay, here we go. That was a four, so that's a six. A six. Okay, I think that you are able to uh, kind of blend in uh, somehow. You stole the horse, is that correct? I, I stole a horse, yes. And okay. um, I'm going to make my impersonator mesh. Uh, I think I'm going to have myself look like um, like a city like a city watchman. Okay. Like a... Yeah, so I'm patrolling the streets or something. There were like soldiers that. who had moved through the city at this time, and so yeah, that is why like um, uh, Shakespeare rides past you and doesn't quite notice you. Um, and uh, he is riding uh, out of the city. He is ride- riding 
uh, eastward. He is riding uh, in the direction that you know from your tether research it'd be where Marlo is currently staying. Uh, in Deptford. Okay. okay. This is I'm going to follow far enough behind that hopefully he doesn't notice me. But close enough that I could I could see if he goes into a building or something. Right. Uh, very good. Are the other two? You're just uh, you're just sapping yourselves there. You're clocking in and clocking yeah. Out. We're gonna we should... we're gonna jump. Yeah. Uh, do okay. we want to go back like a few minutes so we're there definitely before? Because there's mm-hmm. yeah. And then I wonder if I could use. I'm calling on this a lot. I would feel like I should if we do this. I should spend my point of it. Um, what about preparedness? Well, I was thinking, well, that maybe with my architecture knowledge, I would know, I feel like this is stretching it, but know a place that we could clock in at Marlowe's where we'd be like hidden, like we'd clock in in a wardrobe or something so that we could like observe without him knowing we're there. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'll allow that. Do you want to do that? Yeah, and I'll spin my point of architecture to do it because that feels like a big. And I'm going to go with exactly your suggestion, Captain and uh, Captain Dakota. and Dakota. Please roll your travel test first. Oh boy! All right. I rolled oh, four. Oh, fail! God, lose more chrono stability, Captain. In trouble. Two lose more. more chrono stability. What are you? Uh, what, are, what are you at? I'm at five. Okay. Now, normally when you time travel and you go many years, it feels like you're falling for a while, but this feels like a step. Uh, and then suddenly you're inside of a wardrobe. <laughs> There's like coats and heavy garments and scarves and hats all over you. Uh, and you can hear uh, speaking happening outside of the wardrobe. Um, you see, you hear male voices outside of the wardrobe. Are they Captain speaking? Pate is trying to stay completely still. Yeah. He's such a big presence. He's like trying to quiet his breathing. Are they speaking English? Um, they are not speaking English. They're God. speaking Tepec. I want... You said that you had your earplugs in, Dakota, I believe, last I checked. So I'm going to uh, stick with that. Um... Is there a window I could look in or a way that I could... could You're not there yet. I'm not they there yet. Okay. Not, not there yet, but soon. They decided to go back uh, in time a little bit when they arrived right, here. Right, so. right, 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 I, right, right. Okay, I want to do a thing. We okay. can't keep exposing ourselves to this language, but we also need to know what they're saying. Is it possible to use... Maybe some form of preparedness, but also I think I'm going to have to use some paradox prevention. I want to have... I want to just have some sort of device that will basically take this language and translate it into our ears in English so we know what they're saying without being influenced by it. But this, I feel this is like... To do this, I'm going to have to have like said that I... I somehow find the time to prep for it or make it or something which yeah. I think uses preparedness but also maybe because this is like... Well, I mean, like, can you combine it with, with me? Like, can you... Because I, I have the flashback ability, but does that mean it's like only things I'm capable of or can I use a flashback for the team to like 
tell you to tinker this device out. But the thing is, the only thing I'll say against that is like we jumped into this mission not knowing it had anything to do with the language. We found that that's, out when we were here. That's why I'm feeling like it's a paradox situation. Yeah. I'll tell it. you something. If you if you want to tr- like clock out right now, cr- create this device and then clock back in, then uh, you know, you spend maybe you spend months building it, right? Yeah. I'll let you, I'll let you do that and uh, I'm not going to I'm going to say if you're willing to spend a point of paradox prevention, I know that it, this isn't a paradox you're creating, but you're very quickly kind of dealing with it with time travel. I'll allow you to spend a point of paradox prevention in order to do that. Okay? okay. Um, I will do it. But so there's I, I, one but there's another cost. Okay. Which is in order to create a device that translates you must use your own understanding of the language, which you have a point in. Yeah. So, are you going to do that? Are you going to risk that for the team? If I can do it so that we can all benefit, we have to... I just oh, don't know how if else... You, if you do this, you've created headsets for the entire team that yeah. translates it without them having to hear it. Yes. Yeah, I will... I will because they're gonna they're gonna lose their minds I'm better off than they are at the moment but like I'm worried about them we can't I just don't think it's sustainable and we need to be able to hear what's going on I think so yeah I will take a potential hit on that to come back with something that protects everyone from it Dakota clocks out out of the wardrobe I'll be right back in a stitch and then I (laughs) (laughs) Dakota where do you go to build this thing I go Where, where in time I think I go to the citad- the, citadel. the Citadel. Okay. And at the Citadel, I think techs help you because you're not exactly, you know, the ultimate um, tinkerer, right? I, yeah. No. Do you have tinkering? I have tinkering. Uh, so use my tinkering and my science. I'm going to have to use someone else's like someone who someone at the Citadel who can like hack and like actually make computery things. Do me. you want do you want to risk exposing them or do you want to use your own tinkering? Do you have any at all? I have tinkering. Yeah, I'll spend. Okay. I have six and six in tinkering. Oh, great! Why yeah. don't you do it then? Uh, you know enough about your universal translator that you can kind of rig something like this, and you also know a lot about Tapek now. I sure do. So, <laughs> go ahead and give me in the Citadel as 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 a literal weeks oh pass, God. and Dakota gets up every day and works on this uh, from dawn till dusk. Which in the Citadel there is no sun or uh, really a changing of days so perhaps she uh, pulls all-nighters um, first of all give me your f- spend your point of paradox prevention to, they yep. says you're gonna come back in a second now yep. I want you to go ahead and you're using the language so I want you to roll chrono stability oh boy four a four uh, in this particular case is gonna be not enough Oh no! Oh, I was mistaken. It is enough. <laughs> Sorry about that. It feels like I'm getting lost in it. I'm so no. Oh wait, I, I'm so torn because you're really using the language completely to like create a lexicon inside of a computer. I mean, it, I feel like it makes sense for me to take a hit from it. I think so too. I'm I'm sorry. I'm overriding the difficulty on the sheet here, and I'm saying that you take another point of Tapek in order to do this. Oh, okay. Whoa! So, You're in Tapek too. I'm at Tapek too. So, is this affecting my 
pool of chronal stability at the moment? Am I losing anything from that? You don't lose anything from your chronal stability. It's just the roll for Tapek. And now okay. I want you to roll your tinkering to see how well this comes together. I'm All not right, going to tell spending, you the difficulty to do this. I'm spending three tinkering points on it. Okay, good idea. I rolled a six, so that's okay. a nine total. Oh, 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 oh nice. Um, you clock back into the wardrobe, and you're holding <laughs> headsets. It's <laughs> like amazing. Here. For months, you've been gone. <laughs> put this on. And I'll right. put it on, and... Uh, so the only thing is, I guess, that... um. Uh, I I don't I'm not able to give it to Imogene yet, but I will as soon as yeah uh, we're in the same actual place. The revolution is here. We simply need to safeguard it. We need to protect it. We know from the prophecies that William has to be its voice, its mouthpiece. But we are its guardians. Do you understand? Of course, Kit. We are. Of one mind. We are heralds of Tapek. Kit? Who's Kit? Kit is Christopher ch- Marlowe's nickname. Oh. Oh. Can I peek through the little crack in the in the wardrobe and see if and see who Kit is talking to? Yeah, um so you see uh Marlowe? Um, he is a rakish, handsome man with a Ooh. mustache. Uh, He's no Arkhipov, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and um, he is uh, standing with two other men uh, in a room uh, in a well-appointed home. And another man walks in, and they're all speaking in Tapek, and they're talking about the revolution that will equalize everyone in England. No more God, no more Jesus, no more nobility. Everyone will be, everyone is equal in the eyes of Tapek. And um, the earlier thing he said, just to reiterate it, was that the prophecies say that William must be its voice, but they will be its guardians. A prophecy. I'm not there. Sorry. Um, you are now. You're, uh, Shakespeare is riding up to the house, and you're behind him. Mm-hmm. I wanna. I wanna see if I can like look through a window and use my spying to read lips. I don't know if yeah. reading lips of Tapek affects the mind like hearing it does. I think that's such a really fun little um, fun little use of your spying ability that I'm going to rule that it does not. It does not. So, but uh, but at the same time, if you're not, if you're, you can't quite understand what they're saying either, right? Right. I only because I only have one point, so I just like get the gist. I if you're just reading lips of tape. Well, uh, uh, let's see. You're reading lips, and you understand the language. You have a one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You get the gist. You get the gist. Okay. You can tell they're speaking Tapek. You can tell they're plotting something. Can I? Can I have seen the word prophet? Like uh, prophecies, right? Sure, that is the yeah. word that's really interesting sure, me right yeah. now. Prophecy. Uh, and now, now uh, Shakespeare walks up. Boom! 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 Kit! Boom! 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 Uh, and um, uh, Kit Marlowe sends one of the men down 
to go and talk to to bring Shakespeare up, and soon they are all in that uh, room together with candles burning. I look at Captain Pate. I go, "What do we? What do we do?" Hold Captain, on. I'm out of ideas. You've done well. Let's see what he says to them, and let's see what they say to him. You said that people would come to me, Kit. You said that people that didn't understand uh, my divine inspiration would start to appear. That they would come and try to, uh, well, uh, discourage my genius. Yes, that is what I said. He I looks towards tonight. I think they're in London. They act like they were actors, but, uh, well, one of them knew, knew about... The divine fire. Yes. Yes, these people are very dangerous, Will. Remember, your job is to focus on your work. Let my friends and I handle them. And so, uh... Oh, my God. Um... I think we got to go back. I think we got to go back. Uh, I don't know. Well, what, to do what right you need, now. what you need, are what you need probably are clues. I don't want to feed you the adventure too much, but uh, you now know that we need to know. Yeah. Want, yeah, yeah. Can I look through the window, look around the room, and see if there's anything pertaining to these prophecies? That's really what I'm like. Where did they come from? Do they have like a book written that, that there's something or some writing on the wall that I can try and tell what these prophecies are all about? Well, you did. You use spying to do your lip reading. What are you using for this uh, particular uh, little investigation? I'm going to use, use notice. Okay, yes. Uh, and in fact, upon doing this, Imogene gets really up close to the window and she notices that there is a very old book open on one of the desks and it looks it looks like it might be 50 years old it's kind of old and worn and it's uh it's written in a in a, a close hand but you can tell when you look very closely that it is written in tapec and there are weird alchemical symbols on it this uh this book is somehow uh, connected to this I'm gonna type in my I'm gonna type in my arm thing uh, book on the desk important clue see if you can grab. <laughs> um, I, I, what you're gonna do now is make an unobtrusiveness roll. Me? Yes. No. Okay. Farts. Okay. Um. <laughs> ah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, Ooh. Actually, I think I want to fail this. <gasps> yeah. I want to I think out. I want to I think I want to draw them out of the room. Ooh. Um one of the men says to Marlowe, "They're here now." And he turns uh, this is all in Tapec, but I'm translating it cuz you created translators for yourself. Uh and then he's like, "Get her now. Get her." <laughs> Uh, and, uh, the, no, don't chase me! No, don't! Oh, no! The, the men rush toward the window, and now we are going to go into initiative. Initiative! Let us begin with, let us begin with uh, Imogene, since Imogene started all of this and was was on purpose luring them out 
the yeah. window. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna use I wanna use my athletics to just run as fast and as far as I can, all the while shouting, No, don't chase me. <laughs> uh, I'm very going, good. I'm going to meet up with my team. Wait for me, team, I'm coming. Well then let us let us try to use the chase rules, shall we? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Oh, my goodness. The I read chase these rules. Once. I read these once. I didn't yes. think we were going to use these. I didn't uh, either. I didn't yeah. either, so I didn't read them. Well, this is a basic <laughs> chase. You're you're going to be running down a, a, a flowery lane uh, bedecked with shrubbery in Deptford, England in uh, the year uh, 1593. But I'm going to say that... Um, you uh, achieve. Uh, let, me, let me see how you do on your athletics roll. First of all, who's going to go after you? Uh, who's going to go after me, uh, Captain Pate? Okay, and then um, let me see how your athletics roll goes. Okay. Arts. Um. Do I want to spend? A, do I want to spend? I'm going to spend one point. I'm going to spend one point of athletics. Okay. Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Four, five. Uh, five. Okay, great. So I think with a five, your lead, you are the quarry, and your lead is near, near when the chase starts. Uh, yeah. And it's not their turn to go yet, so uh, we'll just deal with the chase between you and them. But basically, um, they want to get you, they want to keep getting successes while you get failures. And okay. that means that if they are able to do that, they if they can get your lead from near down to close and then down to point blank, they can catch you and do nasty things to you. But right now, you are two steps away from that point blank range that they need to have you in. Okay. Um, and there are three men coming out the window after you. Those nope. three men are three not William Shakespeare Five. and Marlowe. They, those two are staying in Got the room. It. Okay. Ugh. Does that make sense? So now, Captain Pate, it is your turn as. Uh, Imogene runs down a uh, uh, a green lane in Deptford in, in the dark of the night, under the dark of the moon. It is can your say, turn, sir. Can I say? Sorry, can I say that I'm I'm running towards my horse that I stole? Yes, absolutely. Is that an option? Okay, that's where I'm yeah, running to. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so in the commotion, I guess uh, Paige is just going to turn to Dakota and say. Get the book if you can, and he just bursts out of the closet uh, into a room with Marlowe and Shakespeare, and just tries to take Marlowe to the wall. He's just going to try to like do 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 bam, like hand on the neck to the wall. Uh, very good. Surprise um, this, him. Yes. Um, so uh, I think that's scuffling, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, Captain Pate bursts out of the wardrobe. How did he get there? <laughs> Tears across the room and tries to put Marlo in a neck hold. Uh, okay, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say that this is not the be all end all about this. So I am gonna spend one point uh, on this scuffle uh, okay. and just see if I can just get him kind of to the wall. Uh, six. So I got a seven. Six. Oh, so you got a seven. Okay, that's plenty. Um, so you, do I you want to do damage, or do you bam. just want to get him out of the way? Yeah, I'll do a. I'll do damage. Okay, uh, roll your uh, d six and minus one. Uh, zero damage. I uh, rolled a one. So okay. he takes, which is fine. He takes him to the wall, smashes him into the wall, and he's just like, "Who are you? How did you know we were coming?" 
Um, uh, and he's looking Marlo, in his eyes. Like one of Marlo's eyes twinkles, and there's a light in there that is like so bright and so scintillating and beautiful. For a moment, you're drawn in, oh, uh, and God. now uh, we go. Who is going to go next, Captain? Uh, I'll have them go next. Okay, very good. Is it all good. of them, or do I pick individual people? No, I kind of want them the whole... to not know Dakota's there, so I'll let them go, and then hopefully Dakota will have more room to go. It's the whole damn lot of them. So uh, <laughs> the ones following, uh, the ones following our friend uh, Imogene. Let's see if they are able to catch up. Um, let's see. What do they have here? What are What are they rolling? Is this athletics? This is all they athletics. Are... These. They're rolling uh, athletics, uh, only uh, antagonists in this game work a little different. They just have kind of like a big pool that they draw from. Oh, uh, cool. Uh, and they are drawing from that pool now. And your athletics right. was a six, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh uh, what did you roll, Mary Lou? Yeah. Or was it a Oh, I rolled... A, yeah, I rolled... No, I rolled a five. I rolled a four plus one. It was oh, a five. Oh, okay. So they have rolled a six. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So that means that they've gotten one step closer to you. So instead of instead of uh, you being two steps away from them, you are now uh, in close range to them. Um, and if they, if they get higher than you next time, they'll be on top of you. But I will rule, since you succeeded at your athletics roll, that you are at your horse now. So when it's your <laughs> turn again, uh, you can get on it and start riding uh, via horse. Um, they are going to declare that it has to be Dakota that goes next, but they're not done yet. Now uh, our friend Marlo will spend a point of Tapek and will talk in Tapek. To Captain Pate, I can see that you know that we are building a better future. A future where there are no gods or kings. You know that this is the right direction. You know that you must help us. What are you doing? Who is with you? Stop them. Stop them. But you've got and your translator that's supposed to help protect you. Roll your carnal stability. You roll it. Oh wait, you oh, got the tra- you got the translator. It's supposed to help. Yeah, I'm not the sure translator. how you were playing the translator. So, no, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Maybe it just gives them like a bonus die or something. I yeah. think that it gives you. I think that it gives you. I mean, I think it gives you plus three. Roll plus your three. stability. Chronos ability plus three. Wow, incredible. Nice work, Dakota. Come on, come on. (laughs) What did you roll? A zero? I rolled a one, so that's a four. Okay. Terrible time for a one. Um, I'm going to rule in this particular case, you reach up and you start to pull your translator off of your head. Oh, Oh my gosh. Um, Captain Pate. And uh, William Shakespeare is going to cower in the corner, not understanding what's going on. And then it is Dakota's turn. All right, I bust out of that wardrobe. I uh, my my cyber arm. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The cyber arm. The cyber arm. Okay, so come on, come on. Before this, if you remember, I mentioned uh, before we went on this mission, I was like, I'm interested in some arm upgrades. So an arm upgrade that I have 
Uh, and I, I will happily spend a point of preparedness uh, if I need to to, to do this. Um, is a little like bit uh, opens up basically uh, out of my arm, and I've got a lasso in there. Yes. And so I'm going to take that lasso, and I'm going to lasso Shakespeare to pull him toward me and get my gun against his head. Oh, he really is the biggest domino. I mean, he is, they can't let him die. Exactly. And so I'm hoping, I've got more, but that maybe that's all I can do in one action. I don't know. I've got thoughts of why I want to do that. I I, want to see if I can get Marlo to tell me about the book by threatening to kill Shakespeare if he doesn't. Um, That's amazing. So uh, I think that I'm going to allow that because Shakespeare isn't really combative. He's not like, you know, going to really dodge. He's kind of cowering in a corner. Mm -hmm. So if you just roll your your preparedness, if you'd like to roll that um, and you get a success, um, which shouldn't be too difficult, uh, you can have him with a, a gun to his head. I'm spending two points of preparedness. Oh, yeah. So four plus two is six. Okay. You have him. Oh, oh my God. Oh, please. Oh, God's wounds. Oh, uh, and uh, <laughs> you smell something as uh, William Shakespeare fills his breeches with hot urine at having yeah. a gun to his head. Oh, man. Uh, like, and Marlo, really, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> yeah, Marlo really. starts putting his hands out and goes, uh, now he's speaking in English to you. Don't do anything rash. Now, now. Please, Where? please. Where'd you get this book? Where'd you find it? That one right there with the prophecy. Um, but we must now cut to whoever's next, and oh. you get to declare <laughs> Name. who begins the beginning of the round. It could be you, Dakota, if you'd like. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'll say, oh, is that? I feel horrible saying no, me that's again. Perfect. Do it. Yes, do it. That's I'll perfect. say me again so that I <laughs> so that I can go. <laughs> Where'd you get this book? I will shoot him in the head. It don't matter, because I'm going to fix this timeline either way, so I can kill him right now, and I'll do it. You, and then your plans are foiled. So you tell me where you got that book. Um, Christopher Marlowe looks at you and smiles and goes, I don't believe you. Do it. Okay, I'll shoot him. No, I can't shoot him because he's oh going to... Oh, my God. If, if it'll be all of, their, all of our capital will be gone, I will... Capital? What do you mean? Our leverage. Our leverage. (gasps) Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. The leverage. All the leverage will be gone if I actually kill him. I'll just go, oh, you don't believe me? And I'll pull back. I've got the the revolver, so I'll just pull back the the handle and say, I will shoot him right now. Um, He, uh, Marlo is calling your bluff. That's what I'm going to tell you. And this is your turn, so you now have to act. Or you can say, I don't act, and that will have its own repercussions. So you tell me what you're going to do. And, you know, it might be something from your sheet, or it might just be an action you decide to take right now. I'm a risk taker, and I've got a thought in my head. So... I shoot Shakespeare in the head. <laughs> you Do shoot I? William Shakespeare she in the head? shot William Shakespeare in the head. And you were using your six-shooter, right? Yeah. Oh. Boom! You oh. blow William Shakespeare's brains out. Marlo goes, No! <laughs> William Shakespeare's brains splatter against the wall. Um, 
I said, you want me to fix this? I can. I can make this all go away. But you got to tell me where you got this book. Um, okay. Who goes next? Who goes next after you go, Dakota? That was amazing. Oh, a stitch. You take a stitch. Stitch. Stitch for shooting William Shakespeare. Good job. Stitch for Uh, shooting William Shakespeare. (laughs) Um, I think Imogene needs to go next, because I want her to have a chance to get on her horse before (laughs) they catch her. Okay. Imogene. Yeah. Uh, Do you want (laughs) to ride off on a horse? Yeah. A horse is a living vehicle. Do you have vehicles? I freaking do. Then I think that you should go ahead and roll your vehicles. Okay, I'm going to spend... Ooh! Okay, I'm spending all two of my points in vehicle and I, because I don't want to be caught by these bad guys. Ooh! Uh, two and two, that's four. Four, okay. We'll see when it... Whose turn is it now? Because we'll see when it's their turn... Uh, how you're doing? Four. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, what? what? Who's Jay, Wait, it's, what? You get you declare uh, whose turn it is. Oh, okay, sorry, I was too stressed out. Uh, Captain Bay. <laughs> okay. uh, wait. You I'll might want to let them go. Okay, okay, Marlo, Marlo, Marlo. Because they'll get two jumps on you if I go next. Yeah, oh, I was just yeah, okay, Marlo, realizing. Marlo. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it's Marlo's turn, and Marlo is going to, um, Marlo is going to, uh, yeah, um, he has pulled a dagger from his, uh, from his, uh, his pants, and he's going to try to stab Captain Pate. Oh, come on. Captain Pate, your hit threshold is three, I believe, right? Three. All right, here he goes. Oh, Captain Pate. Marlo uh, spends two to do this with his scuffling, uh, and he rolls a four, so he hits you. And with his dagger, he's going to roll just an just a d6, and he does only two damage to you. Okay. And he's screaming in Tapek. And now it is uh, the men that are chasing you. It's their turn. And you got a four. Yeah. To hop on it, and the four was to hop onto your horse and get going on it. So if yeah. they do better than a four, no. they're gonna they're gonna spend. They have a, they they can spend one more. They're gonna spend uh-huh. one more point, and if they can if they can do better than a four right now, they catch up to you and are pulling you off your horse. No, <laughs> they rolled a five. Ah! Uh, the three men arrive as Imogene is getting onto the horse and start pulling her down off of it. Imogene, you. Uh, they 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 cut the lead down to point blank there by beating you, and yeah. so they uh, they are on top of you, and they are now in, within attacking distance. They don't attack this turn; they just start to kind of pull you down off of your horse. Okay, uh, and they are going to declare who goes next. They will declare. Well, they must declare Dakota again, right? Or no, no Captain Pate. Captain it has Pate. to be Captain Pate. Go, Captain Pate. I'm this sorry. Is this isn't going the way I wanted it to. This is awful. I can't believe hey. I'm getting my ass kicked by Christopher Marlowe. What a joke. <laughs> <sighs> All right. The book is the most important thing, I feel like. Oh, I want to say when he... Can I say when he stabs me that he snaps out of any sort of, like, brief reverie he had of pulling that the translator off? So that when he stabs him, he, like, you know, can he can he put it back on? 
Uh, yes, I'll allow that. Yeah, he's just like, oh, right. Like, this guy is a pure enemy and not a friend or ally at all. Uh, and then I would like to... What I want to do is... Look. I want to grin. I want to grit and bear the stab. As if I felt nothing. And I want to laugh at him. And I'm just going to go... <laughs> We don't bleed like the others. We're going to do whatever we want. We're going to come back and do terrible things to you as well. If you don't tell us where you got that book. And can I spend a point of intimidation yes. to uh, force him to tell us? Thank you, thank you, thank you for cleaning up my mess. <laughs> I found it. It was hidden away in an archive. It's it's a codex, an alchemical treatise by Faust. <laughs> Johann George Faust? Faust. Where? Where? What library? I, 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 and uh, he uh, he tells you it was in a private collection. Uh, okay. Of, uh, yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, then I will let uh, Imogene go next. Okay. Oh, also, a uh, note. You know what? I'm going to let Dakota go next. And I'm, I've am i got him, like, sort of grappled. He's stabbed me. And I want to turn to Dakota and just be like, um, Tell Imogene we're going now. So I guess just communicate with her. And we got to just pick a place to jump because there's there's we got to do something else. Yeah, because I don't uh, want her to get caught before she gets yeah. out of there. Yeah, uh, I'm, I will. Uh, I'll say. Um, oh shoot! Wait. Okay. Uh. So you you made Dakota go next. Is that what you said? Yeah, with the plan. Okay. Like Dakota sends a communication, and then you should tell Imogene to go after you. Right? Like great. Yeah. And then we could all maybe just jump, send her yeah. the coordinates and the time. Um, and you don't even have to tell me technically, right? Like you could just touch me and take me with you, right? Like, I wouldn't have to do my own time travel thing in an emergency situation. You could just take me, right? I may still have to make the roll, but, like... Right, Jared, didn't you say you could, like, just take someone on a time jump? Oh, yeah, you can piggyback. Absolutely. Oh, piggyback. Right, right. So you piggyback Um, me and just communicate to... Yeah. uh, I will text Imogene and say, getting ready to jump, stand by for coordinates. And, and if you want, if you want to go to that where he where he picked up that book, yeah. he gives you the name. Oh, he perfect. Gives you, he gives you the name of the of the private collection he got it from. It was from a uh, it was from a German a German uh, book seller whose name was uh, Zumloen. Hanifried Zumloen. Uh, and he gives Zumloen. you and, and, and he found it in London. Uh, he, he negotiated for the, the book in London uh, five years ago. Oh, perfect. All right. Uh, okay, so I say, uh, get ready to jump. Uh, and I'll give in the information. London, Zoom Loan, bookseller, five and a half years ago. Okay. Uh Wow, so that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of info to give in very high stress situation yeah. 
What uh, yeah. what skill do you think you're using? I'm using it's preparedness. Preparedness would work perfectly. Great, Prepare- preparedness. That's totally so what I'm you, doing. You, you, have your, you have your communication uh, network on your tether rigged to instantly uh, copy coordinates that you've put into your own autocron, and yeah. you are yes. going to zap it. It's like over dropping to- a pin in a Google map. I'm like exactly, this location. but in history. Exactly. Right. I'll spend a point of preparedness because I assume Great. I need to see how if this works. Oh yeah, I rolled a six plus that point is seven. Very good. Very well done. Okay, so um, uh, you instantly get this. Uh, and are you declaring uh, that she's going next? Uh, are you declaring yes, that Imogene sorry, is yes. going Imogene next? Yes, Imogene should, should go next. Imogene, you suddenly get this uh, communique. As they're yanking you down off your horse and pulling daggers, you get this communique onto your tether on your wrist. Uh, okay. Um, okay, well, so what I want... Will they come with her if they're touching her? Well, this is the problem. You do have to get a little bit of distance, distance. in order to... Yeah. Uh, so you know, is- your autocron <laughs> isn't, like, activated by thought. It has to yeah. be used. So I here's my plan. I want to use scuffling to try and push them away. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to taunt them. I'm going to taunt them and... Or I'm going to pull out my... Well, I guess I have to see if scuffling works first. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, I'm going to spend three points of scuffling. Okay, um, very good. Go ahead and roll to get them off of you. That's a three, so six. Yes. That is okay. a success. You managed to get them all off of you for a second. You've put the horse in between you and the interlopers, uh-huh. the agents. Yeah. So uh, what are you going to do now? I'm going to pull out my, uh, my uh, autocron. I'm going to pull it out. And I'm going to, like, juice it up so they can see it's, like, doing something. And I'm going to taunt them. And I'm going to say, do it. Touch me. Like, do it. Do you know what will happen? You'll get vaporized. This thing is uh, perfectly, uh, 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 you know, synced with, calibrated with my DNA. So it only works for me. And if it tries to work with someone else, it will instantly vaporize you into nothingness. And you'll be uh, floating through the timeline Nowhere, no when, forever. Do it. Um, Do they it. look at each other and they say, And then they just start to step forward. They're not afraid of your threats because they have the power of Tapek behind them. But oh, no. the horse is kind of bucking and you do have a moment. So are you, are you going to spend a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you gonna? Yeah. Are, are you spending a point of taunt? Uh, I will. I'll, I if if it'll work, I'll spend it. If you spend the point, I think that you keep them talking to each other for just long enough to get your autocron uh, revved up, and suddenly the champagne bubble forms around you, and back inside the uh, the house, do you guys uh, clock out as well? Oh yeah, I'll put my hand on Captain Paid and. Bounce out of there. What about Marlo? Bubbly. He's still up and bumping around. I mean, is he touching? I, uh, I do you do guys I need a round? Grappled. Do I need a round to get him off of me? I think you probably do. Saying? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so that was okay. uh, who goes after you? Uh, who goes after you, Imogene? Um, Marlo uh, and the guys, or Captain Pay? Captain Pay. Yeah. Okay. 
Great. You Sorry. You got to get him off of you. I don't think we're doing it right. Uh, I think that I went, and then Dakota went, and then Imogene went, and then they went, oh, which is those guys coming after her, right? I mean, oh, okay, so no. it's Marlo's turn. So I think it's Marlo's turn. Then. Yeah, Marlo yeah, could something. go again if he wanted, I think, by yes, the book. Yes, it's true. By the book. Thank you, Joe, for being honest. Marlo goes twice. Here he goes. First, Ugh. he tries to stab Captain Pate again. I already told you. There's no point. It, it, there isn't a point, because he rolls a one. Yeah. Um, um, now the bad guys go again and this time here's what I'm going to rule if they succeed in a scuffling test they're going to at least one of them is going to piggyback with Imogene on her time hop <laughs> amazing I'm watching them be so mad at us and uh, let's see how they do yeah, they succeeded at that. Oh, no. Uh, okay. So there's only room for one, but one clocks out alongside Imogene because he's holding on to the autocron. And then uh, Marlo, uh, what does Marlo do? No one's clocking out in that room yet, so he doesn't know that there's another element at play. Hmm. He also doesn't quite understand time travel. And for two rounds, I haven't fought back. I've just kind of like laughed at him. Like you, you've got nothing. Just he grabs the. You know what? Marlo grabs the codex and runs with it, thinking yeah. that he is saving it from destruction or something. Okay. Um, right. So uh, let us then end our combat round, and let us then ask what we know that uh, you're zapping back to where. Basically, Marlo bought the book. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes. So uh, you're doing that. What are that's what uh, Imogene is doing. What are Captain and uh, Dakota doing? Yeah, I want to pull out the autocron and uh, I'll just grab Captain Pate so we can do this quickly and uh, jump to uh, travel with, tests. Everybody, yeah. I'm going to spend a stitch to not take to not have to make one. Good idea. I will spend my last stitch to not take that chest. I'm getting too low. God damn it. I oh. I am also going to spend my last stitch and not take it. Yeah. But as soon as we land, well, we have to take care of this guy that's piggybacking off of me. But when that's over, I want to spend my one of my reality anchors on Captain. Mm-hmm. Um, you land in London in 1588 outside a bookstall where... Uh, a, uh, a ruddy-faced German man is selling uh, his wares. Uh, it's a market day. People are out and about buying all kinds of things, saddles, uh, tinctures. But this man happens to have a small bookstall here. Uh, and you see a young Christopher Marlowe is walking towards it right now. Uh, but uh, you have bigger problems, Imogene. You're grappling with one of his, one of his men right yeah. in the middle of the street. <laughs> and I'm going to start a completely new uh, a completely new initiative round and I'm going to say since you were surprised by the fact that he journeyed with you he's uh-huh. going to go first uh-huh. and he is going to scuffle with Imogene Dupree and the person uh-huh. that's going to go next will be Dakota will clock in and be able to act okay, okay ready <laughs> back to the combat music let's go Yeah. he hits with a four um, and so uh, he is going to do damage to you, but he's just using his fists. He hasn't pulled any sort of weapon. 
And the damage he does to you, Imogene, is a four damage. He does four oh. damage to you. And okay, he's literally bashing Imogene in the middle of the street, and people are oh. starting to notice and uh, shout. Uh, <sighs> suddenly, you clock in in an alleyway nearby, Dakota. And then I see, okay, so I see this. It's not what I was expecting. Uh, so. Oh, uh, that horrible husband of hers, uh, he's always hitting on her like this, and I'm gonna run over, uh, and try to sneaky stun him with my point blank, stun him with my, uh, uh, pacifist disruptor so that he can go down and we can just min tag him and get him out of there. You're gonna do this in a sneaky way, huh? I would like to sneak the. I don't want people to see that I'm tasing him, basically, but well, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I gotta be honest with you, and There's I should have no been clearer about this a moment ago. Imogene just clocked into the middle of the street. So, oh, everyone uh, has seen what's going on. Yeah, I think Everyone's so. Everyone's like, what the heck is happening? But I, I don't think they quite they quite uh, processed all of it. They mostly are noticing the scuffle. Like, they, they, they're rationalizing in their minds, oh, there was some sort of fight going on. Uh, yeah. Which isn't that Unbelievable in the middle of a London street in 1588. Right. So, um, uh, but do you want to use your pacifist and uh, you want to try to make it, it okay? I can just up the difficulty and you can do it without anybody seeing. Is that what you'd like to try to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I'm much of to... your shooting are you spending? I'll spend three. Okay. Roll that shooting roll. Oh, I rolled a six. Nice. That's nice. Oh. So wow, I was going to say, in order to do it without people really noticing what you're doing, you needed to get like at least an eight here, and you rolled a nine. So you kind of walk up and you're like, wow. her husband is a lout, or whatever you say. He and drinks all the time. I hate him. You put the pacifist him. up against him, and boom, you hit him with the pulse, uh, and he is going to try to uh, resist stun. Don't you do it, you Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he fails and goes yes! unconscious. <sighs> what did and, I tell uh, you? Passed out from the drink. Who goes next? Uh, can I? Uh, oh, well, uh, Imogene hasn't gone yet, right? We'll have Imogene go next. Okay, great. Imogene, it's your turn. Great. And then I'm going to have Captain Pate go next. Um, I'm just going to go... Oh, but I love him so much. And I'm going to cradle his head. And by doing that, I'm going to slap a mem tag on him. Great. Done. And go, oh, my beautiful husband. Oh, he beats me, but I love him. Oh, that's problematic. (laughs) Oh, it's problematic. All the problematic content you've grown to love from the Glass Cannon Network. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah, I slap a mem tag on him so that he will... <laughs> You'll need to drag him out of the middle of the street as well. well. Oh, oh, my beautiful sister, help me get him home. And okay. We drag him back into the alley where she came from. Captain Pate, you clock in in an alleyway right where Dakota clocked in uh, almost simultaneously, but yeah. uh, you, you can act now. Uh, I mean, have they taken care of it? Because basically it like I was going to drag him of. off. Like, take care of it. Okay. Well, you can help drag him off if you'd like. Nice work, team. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I while think he's you just... all are dragging him off and getting him into the alleyway with the men, how tag about on can him. I? Can I? Um, oh. 
No, yeah, don't help him. Don't help us drag him. Get get eyes on the book. Yeah, Marlo is already perusing the bookstall's wares. Oh, right. Right. Oh, God. Uh, wait, so we jumped in. As we're dragging, we jumped in the exact day that he's there. That's what you. That's what you were trying to do, right? Look for maximum drama. Yes, that's what's happening. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just I missed that. Yeah. No, okay. you go to a bookstall three days earlier. Nothing's happening. Yeah, Marlo <laughs> is there. Uh, okay, okay, all right. Let me kill the. All right. So then, for my turn, are we still in rounds or? or? No, you're out of rounds now. Okay, then. As long as they're out of sight of people and want to zip this guy back, you know, back with the mem tag, I'm going to walk up to the bookstall. Is it outside? Is he uh, browsing it is outside? Outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's browsing outdoors. Captain Pate is going to walk up, act like he's browsing. Oh, very interesting. I get this book, that book. Turn, kind of make eyes with uh, Christopher Marlowe. But. Uh, what are you looking for there? You need any recommendations? I'm looking for what I'm always looking for. Something strange. <laughs> Something that excites me. Of course, I don't speak German, so I don't know that any of these are going to be quite what I need. And you see his hand land on the very book you noticed earlier in his study in 1593. Okay. So, um, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't want that one. Pure, pure garbage. I've read it myself. These Germans, the trash that they pass off as literature. <laughs> I'm me. just going to take a look. It looks like it might be illuminated. There might be some fine artwork. Uh, tell me, Mr. Marlowe. And he'll, like, put a hand on his hand. You know me. You can... Oh, <laughs> That's my zero in disguise. See how good I am at role-playing? <laughs> fuck. Of course I know you. I, uh, I heard... Fuck. Uh, I heard uh, that you were in town. Uh, we've met before. You don't remember? No, I'm afraid I don't, Mr... M- Mr. Carlson. The, the uh, widowed... Beatrice's function. You recall? The, the ball. widow Beatrice's function? The ball. At this yes. point. Oh, it's I been think, a... Uh, <laughs> he's struggling. This is like, not his bag. We can't let him be the only one talking to Marlo. You know how he is. We gotta get over there. And do oh my god, you're right. Oh, he's gonna and all he's thinking all is like, this. Imogene, save me. <laughs> So um, how we, is we've mem-tagged him. He's out? He's out. He's laying in the alleyway with a mem-tag on, and you see him start to fade away. Of course, if everything goes correctly with your investigation here, you may have never fought him in the first place in a way, if you know what I right. mean. Yeah. Um, so what are you going to do? I'm going to rush back, and I'm going to use my Don't I Know You. Ah, uh, Yes. Uh, you quickly uh, hack your impersonator mesh, and you arrive as uh, who? Who does he know? As oh, the one widow of the Beatrice. Men you, as who? As uh, the, the widow, widow Beatrice. Beatrice. Is this a, <laughs> what? That what is that even based on? Oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> I was. I, Captain I, Pate's. Uh, Captain Pate's. Uh, <laughs> not so good at lying, and so you're right. Yeah, but you're yes, right. you can. You can. You can impersonate uh, a character and and maybe make him believe he's met you if you'd like. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's that's my goal. That's my goal. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, oh, uh, Mr. Car- Mr. Carlson. That's what she sounds like. But of course, Imogene just still sounds like this. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, oh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Carlson. Oh, Mr. Marlowe. Oh, it's how, what a coincidence seeing you here. The last time I saw you was at my function, the ball. <laughs> um, Marlowe says, I understand. The hen is in the roost. Yes, it is. Um, um, he walks with you a little ways away and says, No, nothing new to report, but uh, I can meet you here again? Yes. Because meet me here, queen meet me here again in, a, what do you think, 24 hours? That soon. Yes, I can make it here. Will you have anything new to report then? It's possible. 24 hours, see to it. Spend your time wisely. Remember, a stitch in time saves nine. Very good, madam. (laughs) And he takes off into the crowd. Okay, guys, what the hell was that? What is happening? Wait a second. Get this book. Christopher Marlowe never picked up the book. Right. That means that you've changed the entire timeline. Suddenly, all of you go... As everything shakes around you And you feel your uh, bodies Kind of slip in and out of reality And everybody oh. must make A chronal stability test Oh my gosh Okay Oh man Oh I did want to spend I did want to spend I did say that when we got out of combat I wanted to spend one of my points of reality anchor On Captain I don't remember you saying that You don't remember saying that? Me saying that? Does anybody else remember Mary Lou saying that? All right, then I accept it. I did say it, I swear. Both of my players have just raised their hands to say they remember that. I did say it, I promise. Let's run run back the tape. Let's run back the tape. No, I trust you. Okay. Okay. Um, So I spend one on Captain, so he gets two. When did you do that? I don't even understand how quickly that that happened. That was right before we jumped, and I said, I know I'll have to take care of this scuffling first, but once I've taken care of the scuffling, I want to spend a point of reality anchor on but that involves talking to him. You know what? I am. I hate to be that okay. GM. Okay. But I think that that would have involved a long conversation okay. that you didn't have right. time to make. You're right. Sorry, Marilo. You could also do it after this test, right? Like, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. You're absolutely yes. right. Uh, okay. This is the first chronal stability check that I have passed in two whole episodes. Five. Nicely done. I How believe you, Dakota. Oh, it's not looking Fail. good. Not from the I looks failed. of it. I realized that there's something about having killed a person for the first time. Uh, <laughs> and not only did I take a life, even though I think we're going to fix it and it doesn't count, but I blew the brains out of one of Lily's. the world's <laughs> most genius minds. Yes, it's true. And that is really starting to hit Dakota. So as things around her are melting and going unstable, that is like the straw that 
snips the thread of reality <laughs> to mix multiple metaphors. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she fails. She fails that. You oh. lose four points of <gasps> carnal stability. Did anybody else fail? Uh, yeah. You lose no, you four didn't. points I, of chrono stability. That leaves me with one point of chrono stability. How many points do you have left, Dakota? Four. Okay. I, I have six. Since when? <laughs> You're Guess the most stable guys, all of a sudden. I have failed every, I think I have failed every chrono stability roll that I don't get for free. I've gotten plenty for free. But the ones that I roll, I fail. Okay. All right. Okay. What the hell was that? Oh, you know what? And I'm gonna I'm gonna look them both in the eyes, but mostly looking at Captain because well, they both look really shaken. So I'm gonna put my hand on each shoulder and I'm gonna say, "Look at me, look at me." I know that was really scary. That was really frightening. That shook me to my core. But you know what it means? You're trained time watch officers. You know what that means. What that means is we change the timeline. And that's a good thing. Okay? And I'm going to use my reassurance on them. Uh, maybe not spend a point, but I'm going to use my reassurance on them and say, that's a good thing. We just did a good thing. And it, it might have hurt, right? But this is a success. And uh, you spend those points, and they each get uh, two points back. Is that what you're doing? Spending for each of them? Okay, and you feel reassured, you feel confident that you've saved not just the world, but the universe by cutting off this infection of Tepec, by finding this one book, this one book of prophecies by Johann Georg uh, Faust. It's actually still on the book cart, so let me know what you're going yeah. to do about it. But, um, but after- we have a new problem. Right. How many copies of this book are, are in the world? Probably not many, but there might be more than one. We well, got it. Okay. And also, Marlo is in some sort of conspiracy that he now thinks that I'm also a part of. Right. What is that about? I think he's a spy for the queen. Um, yeah. Does someone want to use one of their skills to know something? Falsehood detect. No, it's not falsehood, right? Could it's- it be my... Oh, could it be my trivia? Because I feel like this is trivia to Paul. Yes, I think it is trivia. Um, uh, according to some rumors, uh, but it was never—it's never been historically proven. Christopher Marlowe was a spy for Queen Elizabeth. What? That's what? why he had to fake yeah. his death. But um, he wanted he to keep a- writing, so he became Shakespeare. They say. Wow! I didn't know that. It's not yeah, what, a spy for what? What do we mean? Like, what was he spying for the on? Privy Council. So uh, Thomas Walsingham, Queen Elizabeth's spy master, often had a lot, a lot of run, run-ins with Christopher Marlowe. Christopher Marlowe was uh, based on his irreligious ideas. Was supposed to not graduate Cambridge, but the Privy Council of the Queen intervened and made sure that he graduated and could be, uh, you know, uh, an upstanding gentleman in society. Because they some some theorized they wanted to place him there and, and make him a spy in London for the Queen. So, uh, you, of course, when strange people came forward and started talking to him in a strange way, he thought, "Ah, fellow spies." Interesting. So, what do you do with the book? Uh, I will take it and say, I think maybe we should like Bert. Excuse me. Excuse oh, I me. I will buy it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
Uh, <laughs> and he says how many shillings? Oh yeah, I have that. Um, I, you. I want to. I want to use probably my, do. I want to use charm, and I'll spend a point happily. Uh, I want to know where he got this, and if there are more, I want to know everything he knows about this book. Yeah. Ah, this Perfect. book is a very, very interesting. Very, very interesting indeed. You see, my family once owned a hotel uh, not too many years ago, about 40 years ago. And a famous alchemist stayed within the hotel. Uh, he conducted many strange experiments there. Some said that he was in league with the devil. Wow. One day, his experiments went too far. They say the devil came to claim him. I say that he probably mixed the wrong two chemicals. And he blew up my family's hotel. All of his records were completely destroyed. Save for one. They found it sitting out in the snow. Laying in the snow in a puddle. This book... His own private diary of his alchemical experiments. Of course, it is useless to me. It uh, is written in some sort of code. I can't make heads or tails of it. Well, I like the pretty pictures, so we'll take it. Uh, you take it. And um, it, uh, based on that um, wave that went through time, things have really changed, and you have the offending object. You think that you may have solved this one, everybody. So we need to jump into the future and see if we did. That's right. So we need to jump back. Do we jump back to France in 1700? Is it 1700? Yeah, 1700 was where where you initially dropped yourselves. Paris. Let's go back to our start. See how it looks. Hopefully it's all good. We destroy this book. We get back to the Citadel. Yeah, okay. And I talk to a therapist or something. Travel sure. tests, everybody, if you're jumping to 1700 France. Paris. Ooh. Come on. One. Four. Come on, O'Brien. Come on with this. Oh, another fail. You Back lose to two. One. Each of you Back lose to two. One. But oh my god, he's toying with being lost forever, right? Like it's not just lost for the mission; it's like lost forever. Chrono stability. Well, if you get down to zero, you will be uh, subsumed by the timeline. But you're not at zero yet. And in fact, the last uh, scene we'll set for today is that you are looking at a busy Paris street in the year 1700. There are no soldiers. Nothing is burning. Uh, Everyone is speaking a language you recognize. Maybe don't speak. French. Nice. And uh, as you are standing there, bonjour, Bonjour. someone comes by and is like, bread, who wants some (laughs) le pain? Uh, And and, uh, you realize that you have succeeded uh, in cutting off this infection. (sighs) Nice, amazing We did it And so The sun sets on a beautiful uh, 18th century Paris As (sighs) our three friends enjoy Some fresh baked French bread Yum (laughs) 
<laughs> and when we come back next time, we will have a yet another adventure for our crew. Yes! Really? The final session of Time Watch is next week. <laughs> Be there and tune in. Thank you to Mary Lou, Joe O'Brien, <laughs> and Paula Deming for joining me again. We'll see you next time, Glass Cannon Nash. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Oh, another one. We did it. Yes. Oh, wait, was Shakespeare alive or were his brains blown out? <laughs> well, Please, alive. if you... I, I'll explain it later. <laughs> Time travel like, gets very complicated. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.